0: What is the duodenal switch and is it right for you? Well, hang on. We're going to answer that question with Dr. Michael Biloff, a bariatric surgeon. He is also the founder of Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. This is it Winning Through Losing, a weight loss surgery podcast from Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. So, Dr. Biloff, what is the duodenal switch?
1: Uh, Bill, the duodenal switch is um, a bariatric operation, a weight loss surgery um, that's really the most effective of the surgeries that we have in terms of weight loss, both in terms of the amount of weight patients can lose uh, and also in terms of resolving or improving the comorbidities, that is the medical problems that are associated with, with morbid obesity. The way I usually describe it to patients in very simple terms, and this is definitely a simplification, is the duodenal switch is essentially a gastric sleeve, which most patients uh, have heard of, and a gastric bypass, which also most patients have heard of. So it's it's sort of a combination of those two operations. And again, that's definitely a simplification that we, you know, describe in a lot more detail when a patient comes in for their actual consultation.
0: So you called this the most effective. So, so this then, as you said, it combines the gastric bypass and the gastric sleeve. So, does that mean this is the most intense of all of the gastric or bariatric surgeries?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess you could think of it that way. Um, you know, the patients, a lot of patients haven't heard of this operation, actually. So I would assume, you know, folks listening to this podcast either have no familiarity or just a little bit of familiarity with this procedure. Uh, so that's why when I describe it to a patient in the office, I'll, I describe it in terms of things that they are already familiar with, which is the gastric sleeve and the gastric bypass. And again, that's a simplification, but essentially this operation is we do a gastric sleeve, uh, and then we do a second sort of stage or step where we bypass about two thirds or so, two thirds to three quarters of the intestines. Uh, and that's why this is, this operation is the most effective of the, of the procedures, both in terms of the amount of weight patients lose. And also, in terms of you know resolving and improving the the medical problems that these patients uh, are dealing with, and specifically diabetes. Uh, it's the most effective in resolving diabetes.
0: Mm, okay, that makes sense. So let me ask you this: Who is a good candidate for this then, or why would someone choose this over the others?
1: Yeah, the, when I'm meeting with a patient for the first time, or if someone out there listening to this podcast is considering this the, there's two groups of patients that i that I'll generally make a point of of discussing this surgery uh, about. So the first would be a diabetic. Um, if someone is diabetic, this is, and there's a fair amount of research about this, this operation is the most effective uh, at improving their diabetes, that is, you know, making their diabetes more easily controlled. Uh, and even uh, for many patients, for actually just resolving the diabetes completely, where their the diabetes just goes away. They don't have to they don't have to take insulin. They don't have to take pills. They don't even have to monitor their sugars anymore. So, and that's pretty exciting. And obviously, if you're a diabetic, and and that's a possibility. That that's definitely something you want to consider. Um, obviously, that's not the only factor in the decision. But certainly, if you're diabetic and there's an operation that has a a fairly good chance of making that diabetes go away, you, know, you want to think about that. That's that's definitely something that should be in the equation, so to speak, uh, of what's the best procedure for me as the patient. So one group of patients is diabetics. Then the other group of patients would be folks who have a BMI over 50. Um, BMI is essentially, uh, it's an abbreviation for body mass index and it's a ratio of, of height to weight. Uh, and it's, it's one of the things that we use, uh, first of all, to determine if someone's even a candidate for weight loss surgery. Uh, but then assuming that they are a candidate, which procedure is is sort of the best one for that particular patient? So so if, if someone has a BMI over 50 or if they're diabetic, that's the situation where we really, where I will, you know, kind of make a point of discussing this particular procedure with the patient and, and letting them know that this might be the best option for them. Uh, you know, ultimately it's up to the patient and the patient needs to feel comfortable with with the procedure and and you know how the surgery works, the risk, the complications, the benefits, etc. But but in those two groups of patients, for sure, we want to at least make them aware that this operation might be their best option.
0: That's really good information. So you mentioned good for a diabetic. So does that mean type one and type two sufferers?
1: Um, mostly, it's type two. Uh, there are typically uh, type one diabetics. Oftentimes, are not actually overweight um and those are the type of diabetics that where they became diabetic uh, either in childhood or you know in their teens or 20s and they've been diabetic for a long time and and they have to take insulin um Uh, And and oftentimes, those patients actually are are underweight. Um, Type 2 diabetes is really the type of diabetes that we see most frequently in our office. And those are folks who have usually been diagnosed a little later in life. Uh, They may or may not be on insulin. Some do need it. Some don't. Uh, But typically, those patients are... Uh, overweight, and in fact, the weight is really the for most of those patients, the weight and the extra weight is really the cause of diabetes. Uh, and so, when we do these surgeries that um, help them lose, you know, a significant amount of weight, um, and may also, you know, interfere with the absorption of sugars, which with this, which this procedure does do, uh, that really improves the diabetes pretty dramatically.
0: And Dr. Billow, can you briefly tell us about the procedure and what the typical recovery is like?
1: Sure. So the surgery is done laparoscopically. Uh, Really, in our practice, uh, we do all of our surgery laparoscopically, which means make very small incisions. Uh, Typically, the incisions are anywhere from uh, one quarter of an inch long to about an inch to an inch and a half long is the longest incision. Um, Typically, the patients will stay in the hospital one or two nights, depending on you know, how they're feeling and their their blood work and other kind of tests that we do after surgery to make sure everything's okay. Um, and then, you know, usually they're out of work for two to three weeks, uh, that sort of thing. Not much different than either the gastric sleeve or the gastric bypass. So, you know, one of the, since people don't really know a lot, oftentimes don't know a lot about this procedure, they think it's, you know, they're going to be laid up out of work a very long period of time or in the hospital a very long period of time. But really that's not the case. It's essentially, you know, the same as the other bariatric surgeries that we do. One or two nights in the hospital, you know, 2 to 3 weeks out of work kind of thing. So in that sense it's not that much different. Um it's it's the ch- the difference really is in the amount of weight loss and also in in terms of, you know, resolving the the medical problems, the diabetes, the high blood pressure, the sleep apnea, those sorts of things.
0: So then after surgery and recovery, how much weight loss can someone expect?
1: You know, we're always, I know I'm personally always a little hesitant to make those kind of predictions because it's, there's a lot of variability there. From the research that's been done about this particular procedure, typically patients will lose somewhere between two thirds and three quarters of their excess body weight. Uh, so that's not that's not two thirds of their body weight. It's two thirds of the excess body weight. That is two thirds of the weight above what is ideal for that particular person. So if we say someone is you know 100 pounds overweight, two thirds of that would be about 60 to 70 pounds. Uh, so so typically with this surgery, the the weight loss is about two thirds to three quarters of the excess body weight.
0: And what about diet and life afterwards? Can you tell us about that?
1: This operation is essentially a gastric sleeve plus a gastric Plus a form of a of an intestinal bypass, where we bypass about two thirds to three quarters of the intestines. So that that will that does imply some dietary changes, although they're not as significant as as I think people sometimes think that they are. Um, mostly, it would be a similar diet to what the patient would would be on if they had the gastric sleeve uh, or the gastric bypass. It's it's not that much different. I would say with this with the duodenal switch. Uh, the one thing that patients will often be sensitive to is um, fatty foods, so if they eat high fat foods, uh, that can sometimes cause diarrhea. Um, now, we generally don't recommend high fat foods anyway, so that shouldn't really be a big problem because if you're if the patient is kind of following the recommended nutritional guidelines, they wouldn't really be eating a lot of fatty foods uh, but but if for some reason they did, that can cause um, diarrhea. And so that's the one thing I would say patients need to sort of be aware of uh, with this surgery. and there there are um, vitamin deficiencies that can develop with any of the bariatric surgery. So uh, lifelong vitamin supplementation is required with this surgery just like there is just like it is with the gastric bypass or the gastric sleeve.
0: And for someone researching this, Dr. Biloff, what about the downsides? Can you share those with us?
1: Sure. The one thing that people will discover if they kind of, you know, I always say when they talk to dr. Google that is when they go out and sort of you know research uh, on on the internet about the different procedures the one thing they're going to hear about or discover is is diarrhea so that's the thing that people will often claim is uh, is the big problem with this surgery uh, well, I would say a couple things about that one is it's oftentimes as I mentioned earlier related to the diet, so the the thing that can cause that is is uh, excessive or extra consumption of fatty foods uh, which we would recommend avoiding anyway um uh, and so that that there is some they do need to the patients do need to be aware of and and compliant with our our post operative uh, dietary recommendations and you know this is one of the things all the patients meet with a nutritionist both before and after the surgery and this is these are the types of things we discuss with them to make sure they have a full kind of understanding of, of the different of the of the actual protocol they'll need to follow after the surgery, both to prevent complications like getting diarrhea, but also to maximize the results and the weight loss.
0: Don't listen to Doctor Google. Listen to Doctor Billoff. That's what I say.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I would say don't <laughs> listen to Doctor Google. That's, a, that's your first step in the research process. But then you come in and talk to the actual surgeon and and get the you know the actual facts, if you will. So, I mean, I would mention that, you know, if you're going to go on the internet, WebMD is a relatively um, accurate site, and most of the information on there is, is you know, relative, I, I would say is most, for the most part, pretty accurate. So, I, if I do direct someone to any place, I, I start with that. And, you know, I would definitely avoid the chat rooms. The chat rooms are a bit of a problem because they often attract people who are unhappy or disgruntled for some reason, and they give a very skewed view of what really happens uh, with the average patient.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we need to know about the duodenal switch, Dr. Billoff?
1: Um, I think that's a good overview. I, I would say if, if this, if you are, the, the take-home message, I think, is if, if you're someone out there who's considering the surgery and you're diabetic, uh, or if your BMI is over 50, and again, getting your BMI is very simple. If you just go on our website or any website, any baritric website, and just type in BMI, it'll easily calculated for you. So if your BMI is over 50 or if you have diabetes, this should be one of the procedures that you're thinking about and should discuss in more detail with uh, with the surgeon when you come in for your, your actual one-on-one consultation.
0: Well, Dr. Billoff, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. For more information, please visit the Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center website at gsbwc.com. That's G-S-B-W-C dot com. This is Winning Through Losing, a weight loss surgery podcast with Garden State Bariatrics and Wellness Center. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.